Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the most dramatic podcast ever. An iHeartRadio podcast. Chris Harrison and Lauren Zima coming to you from the home office in Austin, Texas. If we sound just a little bit under the weather today, well, we'll explain why in just a minute. Uh, it has to do with where we just were. And that was... Napa, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we were in Napa Valley, but for a very, very beautiful reason. We were at the wedding of Colton Underwood. Colton and Jordan got married this weekend in Napa Valley. We were honored to be there to support them and celebrate and dance. Baby, you danced so much. So much. That's one thing I love about you. I don't care if you're a bad dancer, but you got to dance at a wedding. And I can't be with someone who doesn't dance and you do. By the way, I wasn't saying you're a bad dancer. Oh, you can. You can totally say that. You're a good dancer. You actually, in the past, his daughter, Taylor, who was a dancer in school, sometimes for projects, she would have to like choreograph and rehearse. And Chris would rehearse with Taylor and you crushed it. You can memorize a routine. Dance like nobody's watching. (laughs) Actually, I dance like everybody's watching. Bring it on. (laughs) Um, and it was a phenomenal wedding. We were really, really honored to be there just to, to celebrate Colton and, and his love with Jordan, who we had never met. I think one of my favorite parts of the wedding was feeling like we got to see this window into Colton and Jordan's relationship. We'd heard such great things about Jordan, but to be able to hear their vows, to see friends and family give toasts about them. We learned a lot more. And that's one thing I love about going to a wedding, especially when like the toasts are really heartfelt and emotional. And you know, you can't go too inside jokey with a toast because then you lose your crowd. That's a tip. One guy did. We'll explain later. No, we won't rat him out. No, he, no, no. he did his best. Um, but the but when you can share a little bit, it makes the guests feel like, okay, I know them better now. And I walked away from the weekend feeling that way. It was important for me to be there to support Colton. This is something, a journey, I hate to say from the show, this journey that he and I had been on and gotten to know each other and become friends, obviously, when he was The Bachelor. And then so much has been talked about and made of everything that happened subsequently. And his coming out. Now, I'll never forget you know, him taking me to breakfast and us sitting down, him coming out to me, going through this journey with him, which was not perfect and incredibly painful and difficult for him, difficult for a lot of people. And to watch him grow and own who he was and is, and then to find joy and love and to be embraced by his family and friends. When he asked us to be there, it was important for me to be there and support him and show him that love and that I have been on this full circle journey with him And it's amazing that he got to this point where he is. 
I was very touched to have been invited, um, especially when I found out we were the the only ones from Bachelor Nation there. Um, I what really made my heart happy over the weekend was, and I was surprised how many people came up to you, just guests at the wedding or you know friends and family. And talked about like the season, you know, they kind of went back to Colton's season right. on the show. They, and what several people said was, well, Colton always talked about how you, Chris, were there for him during that season when nobody else was. And that as your partner just made me so happy to hear. Cause you know, like anybody you love in your life, when, when you hear other people talk them up, it makes you feel good. And so everybody kept saying that to you. And I don't think I really realized that, um, the the depth of how much that was felt that they said you were the one like through the fence jumping all that Colton always said well Chris was there for me when maybe producers or other people weren't I didn't talk about this with you I, I was a little nervous entering that arena uh, going we, to the wedding yeah so we got to Napa and the first night Friday night um, there was this kind of get together at uh, the Carneros spa and resort where we were yes a welcome party Carneros in beautiful property and so everybody was kind of together at this resort. They had the entire resort in lockdown. It was wonderful that we had the whole place to ourselves. And so they had this kind of yard barbecue festival thing and wine and drinks and all that little get together. I was a little nervous when I walked in. I wasn't sure how I would be accepted. I was a little worried that people might have a negative connotation associated with me and the show and Colton's time on the show. And that was a very difficult part of his life. And I thought, Am I an example of that? And I was a little worried that people would be a little standoffish or maybe even make mm. some snide comments. Instead, as you just said, it was the opposite. And we walked in and we got really lucky because we walked in and Colton and Jordan happened to be standing right there. Well, I think they were greeting everyone. Well, they was just they had been walking around, I saw. And then when we walked in, they just kind of walked up and Colton saw us. And I just I saw the look on his face and he kind of melted and got emotional that we were there. And he just gave me a huge hug and he looked fantastic as he always does, ridiculously handsome and fit. Um, and he immediately grabbed his fiance, uh, Jordan, and brought Jordan over because I had never met Jordan. I've heard so much about him and Colton's talked about him, but until you meet him and he is just this warm, charismatic, just loving, caring person. And we'll talk more about him, but it was fantastic. And he just gave me a big hug and I could tell this is going to be a great event. It's funny you say that because a little part of me was wondering about that too. I think it's always weird for anybody when you don't know anyone else at a wedding. I mean, we didn't know anybody. Nobody. We knew, I. we had met Colton's mom yes. once years ago. Lovely, Donna, big shout out. She and I did take a shot together at yes, the wedding did. with his uncle as well. I love her. Um, but we'd met her once. You know, I think she and I follow each other on Instagram, but we hadn't, we we didn't know anybody else, but I mean, everyone was so warm and so loving. Colton's whole family is from Illinois, so am I. So you know, Midwest is the best. Connecting with the people, a lot but of Chicago at this point. A lot wedding. of Chicago energy, <laughs> but um, yeah, I was a little. I didn't know that either because mostly because I didn't know Jordan's whole crowd and you know how they might feel about the show and and its whole energy. But everybody was so excited to meet you. I have to applaud. Everybody was so excited to meet you. I just had the best things. Jordan was like, Colton raves about you guys and I'm so happy to meet you. So everybody was he just really so He really laid lovely. the groundwork. As you said, Colton definitely laid the groundwork of the way he has spoken about me to all mm -hmm. his family. So it was just open arms. And and then there was Jordan's friends who, again, very rare that LZ and I walk into a wedding or you'll even go to a wedding where you know nobody. <laughs> we knew the groom, one of the grooms. We didn't even know the other groom, but we showed up to support him. And quickly we realized that Jordan is a collector of people. He has a fierce, loyal group of friends. He's one of those people that everybody at the wedding feels like they are Jordan's best friend and have known him the best and the longest. And I love that about people when you meet humans like that. And so everybody we talked to, and predominantly, probably the majority of people just knew Jordan and, and Colton's family traveled in and all that. But I think Jordan probably had more people at the wedding and they all just loved and adored him. Every single person was like, I'm Jordan's friend from high school. I've yeah. known him for 10 years. I was his roommate. I lived with him in college. And that's such a reflection of someone when they have long friendships in their lives. Like you said, when they are um, just somebody, you, you, you can tell that's a good person because people stick with them. We also quickly realized he is the Chandler Bing of this relationship. Nobody really knows what he does for a living. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was great. He's a trans political monster. Uh, yeah. No, I think what we're defining it as, I actually asked a few people and it, we were all kind of lovingly laughing and saying, it's hard to describe. I would say political strategist. Yes. Because there was even a joke about that by the officiant in the ceremony. I did not officiate this wedding. I got asked that by a lot of people. I did well, not people officiate. People were asking, are you officiating? Yes. And um, when I was there, like, oh, you're officiating. And I did not. Colton just wanted us to be there to enjoy, which I really respected. I would have totally stood before them. But they had a friend, kind of a mutual friend of Jordan's and Colton's who did the ceremony. And it was, he did a phenomenal job. Yes. And he came up to you afterwards. I know you guys had this this cute conversation. He was so sweet. But um, I loved the, I one of his opening lines was, he was so honored to be asked to officiate. And again, going back to the political strategist, strategist thing, he said, because Jordan could have asked Barack Obama and Colton could have asked Chris Harrison. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a funny opening line. Absolutely. The only time that I'll ever be in the same sentence with Barack Obama was at Colton and Jordan's wedding. Are you not running for president? <laughs> I'm the only one that's not. <laughs> um, I think I would probably do a better job than mm. both of them. But it was uh, it really was funny and it got a good laugh and uh, it kind of took the tension out of the room and it was funny and he did a phenomenal job and this is someone who had known Jordan for quite some time and had gone through the coming out process with Jordan and then subsequently met Colton and went through the process with him so this person who officiated really shared this journey and and fit the mold perfectly and kind of told this arcing story and it was really beautiful but we go back to the welcome party on Friday night. Yes. And we've gotten to know everybody. We're having a blast. It's really a good time. Everybody's relaxed. And then come the speeches. So the kind of informal toasts, if you will. The gentleman hosting, kind of emceeing the toasts, he, if, he's not a, if he's not a stand-up guy or a professional writer, Crushed he it. should be. The guy was magnificent. And so, we, I mean, look, it's, I think it's hard also to not go to a wedding and think about our own and think, okay, I, let's do this. Yes, yes. Do this. But they did something that I told my sister to do at her wedding last year. And it was awesome. And I love when people do this, which is have a couple fun toasts at your welcome party or rehearsal dinner on the night before. I think it makes people feel together right away. Again, it gives you that window into the couple and kind of helps you know some of the other people in the room instead of just kind of mingling and making small talk. And it it gives you, honestly, something to talk about. Because if you don't know someone, you can at least say, how about that toast? What right. a great toast. <laughs> and Or what a horrible toast. But the leadoff hitter just crushed it. And I mean, on a professional level, he made jokes that were so poignant, so perfect. He didn't get too personal. He didn't go too inside baseball. But he was a little Hollywood too, which was funny. Yes. I think one of his funniest jokes was, um, he said, so I'm not going to quote him properly, but it I'm paraphrasing something like, well, you know, we're all going to take some shots tonight. And by shots, I mean of Ozempic. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the, the Meghan Markle line was fantastic. He did say at the end, and I think I have this memorized, his closing line was, in the words of future Nobel Prize winner, Meghan Markle, if we can all treat each other like our best friends, like, can you even imagine? <laughs> it was so good. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. 
Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. So the next guy that steps up to the mic is Colton's old football coach, Coach Spence. Coach Spence, we we were not disappointed. There was no need to worry. There was a second of trepidation, a second of fear of, oh no, and he crushed. I mean, I will say, you know, I am about sports, but a coach, I'm thinking, has got to be a good public speaker. He's talking to the team every night. I know that much. You know, I might say it's like a uh, director of a play. Okay. So Coach Spence crushes it. And again, I'm a Chicago girl. The second he got up there, he's kind of talking like this. Then I'm like, oh, this is a Chicago guy. This is an Illinois guy. And he he was so genuine. And what I loved was that there was no, there was so much love around the fact that everybody kind of knows Colton was, had not come out for a while. People knew him, you know, before he'd um, come out. And, and so there was sort of these loving jokes about those times. Like (laughs) the coach said, well, you know, Colton, he's like, uh, these girls are texting him to hang out and, and he wouldn't go out with the girls. He'd, he'd like just come to practice. And I'd be like, man, I love your focus. (laughs) He's like, you did did, Colton. Did you go out last night? He's like, no coach. I stayed in. He's like, I love this kid, this kid. And so obviously there was a reason Colton was not going out with the ladies. Um, and there, he made a few jokes like that. It just, he was so endearing because it was so raw just to hear this ultra apex, like male, hetero male giving this speech about Colton. Um, everyone That's just so immediately. Loving. Yeah. It was so beautiful. And, and I really think those, again, those toasts that night of Colton and Jordan picked the perfect people and they made everybody feel like one group for the wedding ahead of the actual wedding day. So that was Friday night. Mm-hmm. Saturday's wedding day. Uh, it, it kicked off with a, a kind of afternoon disco themed pool party, which everybody went to, had a good time, got way too much sun. Uh, and then there was the ceremony, which was, it was warm. I will say this. It was warm in Napa. <laughs> Once it, again, we run into this problem where I am a sweater <laughs> and Chris Harrison is not. Ladies, I did this it, day though. To the ladies who are with a man out there, if you, or anybody, anybody with your partner, it is so embarrassing. If you are a sweaty person and they <laughs> are not, I'm sitting there, I'm trying to look cute. I've gotten all dressed up to sit next to Chris You looked beautiful, by the way. Thank you. And by the way, our outfits matched. You did crush it on the matching. You always crush it on the matching. I just don't agree with your assessment of of the colors of clothing. I mean, honestly, even this time he's telling me I have this great pink shirt that's going to go with your outfit. And I'm like, babe, that is purple, but it did match. You get there in the end. And that's what it's about. You land the plane. And so it was unseasonably warm. Uh, Just for some reason in Napa, it was 90 plus degrees. It was just a warm afternoon. And so we spent a little time outside and I'm in a suit and you're in your dress and everybody was, uh, it was warm. It was warm. We got a little sweaty. The other thing is there was a little bit of sniffling and sneezing, which is why we sound probably like we do on the podcast today. They're going through what's called a super bloom in Napa Valley. There was so much rain this year in Napa, in California, that everything is blooming like never before. And they literally said, hey, just beware. It's rough up here. And and so there was a little sniffling and sneezing and some red eyes. 
I also now I'll just say again, I can't keep up with you. Listen to how I, how I sound though versus how Chris sounds. I don't, it, is it just more years of broadcast experience? Your voice sounds perfect. I sound like my throat got you gotta run bring over the by voice down into your chest. Okay, I just tried to lower it. Go now I'm just tone. now I just sound like I'm trying to be so like you're smoking. <laughs> um, so we, I want to talk about the ceremony. Yeah, let's get to the ceremony. So Todd Hawkins, as we said, their friend. About 200 people at this way. It was a very big wedding. Yeah, I think they took over the whole resort, which yeah. again made it fun. If you're going to do a destination wedding, everybody's on the property together. Um, but so their friend Todd Hawkins does the ceremony. He was adorable. He was funny. He was heartfelt. He was great. And I love when someone who the couple knows officiates. Yeah. I like I don't mean to be shady, do what you want to do, but I just sometimes you go and you see clearly they've you know, I don't know, even honestly if it's like a pastor of a church but they don't really know them, right. you don't it it doesn't feel I want to feel emotional. I want to feel connected. I want to cry on a wedding day. I do. You did cry. I did cry. I said to Colton afterwards, I don't think I've ever both laughed and cried so much at a ceremony because there was a beautiful roller coaster of emotion. They would, I mean, at one point, I think Colton was tearing up a little bit, which was For great. Sure. But they also had these really funny moments. They had a gospel choir, and this choir was sort of, I don't know if it was pre planned or improvising with the vows. So Colton might say, um, I vow to always let you drive. And this incredibly talented choir would go, Don't crash. <laughs> so, Keep them safe. It was, it was so it reminded good. me of kind of like, Think of the Dr. Pepper commercials with Liv, like where they kind of sing the lyrics. Oh, with the guy who yeah. used to be on American Idol. Yeah. Yes. Justin, Justin Marini. Yeah. That, it was very much that humor. It and was, it was so funny. Spectacular. So, and Colton had prepared this with the choir. Obviously, Jordan didn't know. And then Jordan has his own, his own version of it too, which. Uh, but Jordan kicked off the vocals. Yeah. He started his vows by singing. Angel of Mine by Monica. What a choice. The millennial inside me was a lit. He sang a little bit. Who knew Jordan could sing? It was incredible. And then he went into the vow. Two things I loved about it. He sang just enough, like of the chorus. Mm -hmm. He didn't make it awkward by singing the whole three and a half minute song. Correct. It was perfect. So it's like he he showed his range, his skills, his love of Colton, and then he went into his vows. And it was, again, an expert this guy is. You can tell why he's such a good political strategist because he was so eloquent, so well-spoken. He has a great voice for radio, by the way. The entire wedding, I said to Colton, it planned to a T. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody could have planned a wedding like this better. I mean, to get everybody on one property, the welcome party, the toasts, the, the wedding itself, the timing of it all, they crushed it. And is there anything else that stuck out to you about you the know, ceremony? I mean, no, I loved it. I, I was very, I also loved that they told everybody, please don't take your phones out Yeah, because I know everybody's aunt wants their picture of the ceremony to put on their Instagram. But when people are pulling their phones out and taking pictures during, uh, Todd started it by saying, a professional photographer is here. They're going to get great pictures. Please just be in the moment. And I loved that. And everybody followed and, yes. and did not do that, which was cool. Which is impressive with 200 people. It was. And but I'll, I'll leave the rest of the, you know, the vows and all that. To, I, I don't want to. Oh, yeah. No, they, the vows were just, they were both funny, mm -hmm. irreverent at times, mm -hmm. and then poignant and beautiful and personal. And the people who got up and spoke, including uh, Colton's dad, um, it was just, they were some really funny, lighthearted moments, but it just, it really made you connect with everybody, the family, Colton and Jordan. You just, it felt very personal, which was wonderful. So we go into the wedding party. We're rocking and rolling, doing a shot with Donna. Well, we got to back up. I mean, we oh. walked in and there's the Stanford, I, I don't know if it's the synchronized swim team, the creative swim team. They're in the pool performing as we all walk in. Yes, because I think Jordan went to Stanford. He did. Yes, that's true. There was a lot a of Stanford smart, there. A smarty, that man. A lot yes. of Cardinal were in the house. Um, I don't know that. Is it the team? Yes, Stanford oh, Cardinal. Okay, One good. of the rare teams where the mascot does not end in S. It's the Stanford Cardinal. Okay, you lost me there. But anyways, um, so- So yeah, we get to the party and there is this beautiful, beautifully set up reception. Um, at the top, uh, they call it the hilltop actually, there at Carneros, the pool, and you just have a view, kind of a 180 degree view of all the vineyards and Carneros Valley. It is just spectacular. The whole night. I mean, we had uh, drinks flowing and 
great food, and again, some incredible toasts. One coming from Miss Olivia Wilde, actress. Yes, Olivia Wilde was there. Longtime friend of Jordan's. Crushed it with her toast. Very funny. Told a really funny story of her and Jordan. It was just a very LA story. And again, I don't I don't want to reveal, you know, all the details of their event, but it was like she talked about a day when they went to the Grove together. And that was so LA to me of like, you're younger and you don't have any money yet. Like you're not successful yet. And you're just kind of walking around at an outdoor mall in Los Angeles. And um, she was really funny. She was great. And uh, yeah, again, is obviously close to Jordan. And now you could tell is very good friends with uh, Colton. And there were a few Hollywood like writers and people like that were there um, that we didn't know and got to know very well. I think well. one of the creators of Jury Duty was in the house. Yep. If everybody hasn't watched Jury Duty on um, Amazon Freebie yet, hilarious, wonderful, just watch it. So I, I actually wanted to meet that guy to tell him his show was great. But if I, you're not a James Marsden fan, you will be after you watch yes. Jury Duty. Um, it was it was a beautiful reception. And not to like pick favorites, table seven definitely crushed it. Okay. I have to ask Colton later how he put us at that table. I am so fascinated to know because the seating chart's important, right? Yeah. I mean- I, another thing. This is a fully plated dinner and had beautiful tables displayed. And so it was a sit down dinner. So as we're thinking about our wedding, I, I like to know where my chair is. Some people do open seating at a wedding. That makes me a little nervous as a guest. I like to be able to go put my purse down and know where I'm sitting. You know how I feel about Southwest Airlines. <laughs> you do. We don't that, want our wedding to be no, Southwest Airlines. I don't want the angst of, am I sitting in the right place? Do I have a good chair? Oh, someone's purse is already in this chair. So there's only one chair. I don't it like It also starts that to become feeling. like, you're picking teams at gym yeah. again. Who oh, who are you going to sit with? Oh, will you please sit with me? Oh, I can't sit here. Your table's taken. I don't like that. As with everything at this wedding, clearly a lot of thought was put into the table seating. So we are sitting next to um, just a hilarious couple, Polly and Rob, and uh, her sister and her husband are also there. They're, they're Jordan's friends, I believe, from college. Um, we had an incredible couple across from us. We just had really fun people and I think we were the rowdy table. The woman across from us from Mumbai yes, came in from India. They came the furthest. Her and her husband came from Mumbai, and she is this amazing. She kind of creates this uh, comedic content over there. I started diving into her stuff. Mm -hmm. She was fascinating. So it was, everybody was just so open, and you met everybody at our table. And it was, I was starting to be like, are we... Are we laughing too loud during the toast? Are we that table? We definitely were that table a little bit. But I like to give people supportive laughter. I think I think so much about how nerve wracking it is to make a toast. And so I'm like whooping and cheering loudly. And maybe I need to tone that back. So when we got through dinner, um, we and, and plenty of cocktails and wine. And then there was the, well, there was the first dance that this, their friend of theirs sang and, and it was beautiful and Colton and Jordan had their first dance together, and then the moms were there. Um, I was getting emotional during that first dance. It was really nice to see Colton so happy. By the way, we we got to spend a lot of time with Colton's mom and dad. Oh my! And gosh. his and his and his bonus mom, as Colton his, calls her, his whole family. Yeah, I mean, they were so welcoming, so lovely, and um, I mean, again, I think a lot of them were excited to meet you, but um, they were just. So much fun. I just really enjoyed because I had heard about Colton's dad, obviously football player and the guy that got Colton into football. And he, by the way, I see where Colton gets his build. His dad is as big and as jacked as Colton is. I'm like, okay, that apple didn't fall far from the uh, genetic tree. Um, but I just really enjoyed talking to him one-on-one -on -one for quite some time of how much he loves Colton, how much he supports him, how much he was, he's just all in on Colton's journey and where he is and where he came from. And I don't know, I was just this blue collar dad from the Midwest. I love that he has embraced all that Colton is and, and who his son really is. It mm -hmm. just, it warmed my heart. There was a lot of love in the room. There was. Yeah. Um, so dancing and uh, again, Chris Harrison hitting the dance floor hard. Did you, oh, the band. The band was great. Do we call it a band? It was a mix between a DJ. So he was playing songs as a DJ would, these great mixes, but they had brass. There was a trumpet, there was a sax, and there was a drummer, kind of a jazz band. So each member of this kind of DJ group also played an instrument. And so they would sometimes jump in on the mix and go for a solo. It was awesome. So we danced all night. We danced into the wee hours of the morning. And uh, and what more do you want out of a wedding? Uh, truly to me, at the end of the day, if you feel the love in the room, like emotional, good, fun toasts, 
if you feel like you had a great cocktail and you're feeling good. And then if you dance all night, that's a wedding to me. That's all you need. And everybody woke woke up uh, Sunday morning, a little hoarse, and, uh, <laughs> and ready, ready to head home. So let me ask you, because one thing Colton did mention in his vows was getting through, like he, he talked a little bit about what a wild ride it had been with him and Jordan and yeah. um, even just what an up and down, it's sometimes tough time the last couple years had been for him. What was it like for you to be there? Because you always say the bachelors and bachelorettes specifically, you get closer with them and they feel a little bit like your kids. And Colton has maybe, I mean, he's definitely up there in terms of the the highs and lows of his ride as the lead. And controversy Mm -hmm. obviously surrounded it. And I do. It's like, you know, that was one thing I always prided myself on. And it wasn't for everybody. You know, I got closer with some than others. That's just human nature. But- Many of them I did. I felt very protective of them as they went through this. And then afterwards, as they went on this journey and, and you know, you look at like a, a Caitlin Bristow who ended up with Jason Tardick, you know, that's a little different than what Colton went through and ending up with Jordan and how it all came to be and how controversial it was. Um, but I'm a big believer that you stand by people through thick and thin, through the good times, through the bad. And it's not always perfect. but knowing what Colton struggled with and and having had very deep personal conversations with him about his journey and the things he fought all his life, to see him get to a point where he can stand in front of hundreds of people, his family, and look so at ease as to who he is now, to me, that I, my heart was just swelling with pride. And that's when I got emotional at the wedding. That's what I got emotional about was just these moments where I would be watching Colton. I, I could just see him. His shoulders are down. He's not scared. He's not hiding. Kind of like you, I felt like when he was on The Bachelor, there was this defense up. There was this wall up at the time. Obviously, we didn't know exactly what it was. Now you can see it clearly. And I can see that that's gone. And I can see that this man, Jordan, has helped him take that down and helped him find out who he was and is and be free. And so, I don't know, I just, there was so much emotions just swelling up in me seeing who this man is now and this friend, this guy who I consider a friend Mm. and also selfishly what it meant to him to see me there supporting him, that approval maybe, that love when he gave me a hug and you could just see it in his eyes when he grabbed me and just said, thank you for being here. It means the world to me. It just, it felt so good. I was very touched to have been invited for sure. Yeah. And as you just, you know, you, I mean, if you mentioned controversy, I, one thing about being at the wedding is look, <laughs> the stuff that doesn't make headlines are for anybody who's in the spotlight your friends and family who aren't, you know, I mean, you looked around that room and there were 200 people there supporting and loving these people. And so many people, I mean, Jordan was standing up there saying, Colton, you are like my champion. You are my teammate. That's the type of person Colton is. Colton's family talking about, you know, all how much they love him. What a great person he is. People talking about the way Colton's smile lights up a room. He had a longtime um, friend of his, I think her name was Cassie, give a toast about him and and speak to the type of person he is. So that stuff doesn't make headlines, but you see all these human beings vouching for and supporting um, this person. And and that's that's so important. So I I just wanted to say that because it was beautiful. You can't be around Colton and and not know that his heart is as broad as his shoulders are. Mm -hmm. Um, He definitely has a big heart and he leads with that. Um, And so, yeah, it meant a lot. And it was something that, you know, for us, again, to go to a wedding where we knew we weren't going to know anybody and it was probably going to be a little uncomfortable at first and it turned out it wasn't, but it that was how much it meant for us to be there, to show that support. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we did. And it was a great weekend. And I'm glad we're home because we need to repack because we're off on another adventure this week. Yes. So congrats to Colton and Jordan. Yeah. All my love, guys. All my love. Go have an amazing life together. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. 
successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we go today, uh, there's a couple of things I, I did want to touch on. Can I do one quick sports thing? Make it quick. This, this is going to be a sweet sports thing. Oh. So the NBA playoffs are going on. That's basketball. Um, Miami Heat are playing the New York Knicks. So the Heat win. They wrap up the series. This is a huge moment. There is a player for the Heat, Bam Adebayo. And he's in a post-game press conference. His phone rings. It's his mom. He stops in the middle of his press conference and picks up the phone. Here it is. I have a lot of respect for for Jalen, uh, and it's not just. Hold up, hi, mommy. Yes. No, I'm in media. I'm in media. <laughs> nah, I, I I wasn't in it. Nah, it's, it's all good, Ma. Come on. I know this is a sports thing, but how adorable. In the middle of the press conference, first of all, he picks up the phone. And the first thing he says is, Mommy? <laughs> it's very situationally dependent. I've noticed that if my mom calls when I'm with you, I say, Hey, Mom. But if my mom calls and I'm alone, I'm like, Hi, Mommy, or something. You kind of go back into kid mode. So I kind of love that he was confident enough to say, Hi, Mommy, in front of an entire room of the press and now in a clip that's gone everywhere. And I love the press was totally silent. It's like, he's going to take this call from his mom. You take the call from and, mom. And so you and always he, answer from mom. He totally did. And the, the best part is, obviously, you can't hear in that clip what 
mom was saying, but she was clearly concerned about something he was possibly involved with, or maybe something had happened. And he says, no, mom, I'm good. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a part of that. It's all good. So clearly she was concerned about something. And I just love that we had talked about this in our Mother's Day episode. And obviously we just celebrated Mother's Day. So I love that this happened right as we were celebrating all of our moms. When was the press conference? Uh, it was the other day. It was, well, but it, so don't you think you got, especially if it's Mother's Day true. weekend, you got to yeah, answer it was Mother's for Day mom. weekend. And, but I just loved how he answered to her and we talked about with our moms, you have to feel responsible to someone other than yourself. Clearly, this mom has done an amazing job because he was answering to her and it was just so sweet. I, I just thought it was a beautiful moment. I remember reading a study that you will instantly, any human being, you will feel instantly more calm if you hear your mother's voice. It's just something biological. Now, maybe it depends on the tone and the volume of True. the voice and what it's about, but- If they use your full name. <laughs> yes. Laura Ashley Zima, you're like, oh, oh I'm, I'm in trouble. Mm. Donna, I've noticed that if I'm feeling stressed about something, I actually, I've worked on clearly communicating it over the years. I will call my mom and right off the bat, I make the conversation clear and I say, I'm kind of stressed and I just needed to hear your voice. And then we kind of just have a nice, like easy conversation. And she makes me laugh and doesn't criticize me on that. Well, and to say again, when you have a mom like you do, like I do, um, clearly like Bam Adebayo does from the heat, they just immediately make you feel like you're 12 years old again. I don't care if you're the best basketball player in the world and you just beat the Knicks and you're heading off to the Eastern Conference Finals. You are 12 years old and you're answering to your mommy. I love that. Next time your mom calls, because I've never heard you say it, I want you to say, hi, mommy. <laughs> I've never called my mom mommy. Never? I've even never when used, you were a kid? Even as a kid, I never used the word mommy. What did you say? Mom. Just mom. To this day, I'm like, hey, mom. Love you, mom. Yeah. I've never called her mommy. All right. Well, let me bring you to a different mother. Okay. A couple fabulous elders making the news this week for very different reasons. Martha Stewart at 81, cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, the oldest woman, person, whoever, to ever be on the cover of SI's Swimsuit Edition, maybe SI ever, I'm not no, sure. It is. No, there was a 77-year-old woman uh, last year in 2022, um, so Martha Stewart, the oldest to ever grace the cover. Now, there are the cover has changed in Sports Illustrated time because it used to be what's called a magazine. And there was one magazine that would be on newsstands. Google that, kids. And now there are kind of online. There's four online covers. covers. But still, Martha Stewart, who looks fantastic on the cover. Fabulous. She's kind of... you, Jane Fonda, Cher... Um, I mean, some of these, you know, women have kind of been the gold standards of like aging, but Martha Christy Stewart's Brinkley. Now, Let's throw Christy in there. Okay. I know your crush, but Martha Stewart is now um, up there. Martha Stewart is setting, Martha Stewart is becoming a, oh my gosh, how does she look that way at that age person? Looking stunning. So obviously Sports Illustrated changing from the way the swimsuit issue used to be. It has for the past couple of years, they've had more natural, you know, just real bodies on it, athletic women, that kind of thing. One thing that this made me think about, will we see over the next few years a shift in a prevalence of older women dating younger men? Like I brought up Cher. Cher was dating someone much younger right. recently. Madonna has. And it's obviously much more common for men to date younger women, I think, than for women to date younger men like, I like that we're making a shift as a culture into we need to change our mindset about women and their level of sexiness and beauty as they get older. Men are seen as better looking as they get older. Women, it's like we have an expiration date. I think there's much more of that in general. I just see it in our own lives. I think there, there is more, it's more prevalent now than obviously in the past of young men dating, marrying older women. Which I love. Now, I will say I wonder if it's going to happen as much because I do think, I'm just speaking from my friends and I, <laughs> I think for a lot of women, the idea of dating a younger man is like, you don't want to do it. You're right. like, no, God, no, he's not ready I think, I think you would need yet. to get to a certain age so that he is a man. You're not dating a, a broken boy. Right. Probably if I was an older woman, I would not date a younger man who wasn't at least in his mid-30s. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I will I will share a story oh. of before you and I so started dating. So I was single, dating a guy 
fairly briefly. And he lied to me about his age. He told me that he was 29 uh-huh. and he was in fact 23. Oh gosh. <laughs> and I will say it made sense because I was kind of thinking to myself, oh, it's, we, we would, we'd have a little conflict or something. And I would think he's a little immature. I don't know. He might be a little immature for me. And then he eventually revealed he had lied about his age. And he was say he said I was worried he wouldn't date me. It's like I because I was have. so young. And the answer is no, I wouldn't have. Well, what's funny is that that that's a big lie, by the way. Uh, six years. But it doesn't sound like that much. It's so interesting how I think in your twenties, six years yeah. can be so significant. It is. I mean, the difference between when I was twenty three and twenty nine. Big life place. Difference. I mean, that was six years of marriage and a kid. Mm-hmm. The difference. But and then so- let me ask you, how big of a difference? And maybe there is mm-hmm. one between when you're forty three and forty nine. Not a huge difference. I think you get to a certain point in your life and age really doesn't matter that much anymore. You get more life experiences and things happen clearly. And so you continue to learn and evolve. But once you become the man you are, I would say after 40 years old, there's not a big change. Well, I would be interested. Please hit me up in the DMs. I want to have a conversation about this. Ladies, if you are someone who dates men, would you date a younger man and how young would you go and how big of an age gap would you do? Yeah. And I, or or I would love to see if anybody is dating a younger man. Give me give me the pluses and minuses of this. Yes, and I would Pros love to cons. see Martha Stewart come out. You know, at eighty one, come out with some like hot fifty year old. It's like, amazing yes. to think that she was in jail. I was also thinking about that. What a comeback! I mean, I mean, is there a bigger that? comeback? It was so controversial at the time too. Today, well, I, I, today I do think that would still be controversial because it, it was like insider trading, and you're so wealthy and you're doing that. It would still be a controversial thing today. But it, it's funny the lens. The other day, you and I kind of got on this random rewatch, or for the me for me the first time watch of the show The West Wing. And so then I'm googling it and looking into it, and I did not realize The West Wing. Aaron Sorkin, the creator of the show, was removed from the show because he got in major trouble for being arrested at an airport with some mushrooms. Right, and I thought today, oh my God, that's not that big of a that's deal. That's a blip on the radar. For Nobody's to, yeah. getting canceled for mushrooms, for mushrooms no. or weed. No, uh, so times have changed. Yeah. But speaking of age, Oof. I have one more to throw at. Yes, Robert De Niro. We've gone from mother to daddy, literally having a baby at age seventy-nine. He's welcomed a new baby, and he's seventy-nine years old. Your thoughts? One of those stories is wonderful and empowering. One of, these stories, one of these stories is selfish. Oh. I think Martha is an amazing story. It's wonderful. Great. I think having a child at 79 years old is unbelievably selfish. Uh, as a dad, and again, God bless him. Congratulations. Mazel tov. I hope it's a healthy, happy baby and they have a wonderful life. They will not have their dad around for very long. Wow. You're like, God bless them, but also that's selfish. It is. God bless them. No, I mean, I wish them well. There's a, there's a human being now on this earth. I wish them well. But that child will not have a father as they grow up because your dad is going to die. Your dad is 79. I'm just going to go out on a limb. Odds are. And even if he's not dead well, in 10 years or 11 years, he won't be in the capacity to raise this child and, and enjoy all the great things. And so- Be active. And- it's just- when you have a child that, okay, when he's 10 or she's 10, he's 89, 90 years old. Really? Okay. So what's the cutoff for you? How old can people have children? I don't, I don't know. I like, <laughs> I am not, I'm not going to set the age limit, but 79's it. It's a, I, I know it's that, I know that doesn't pass the smell test. Um, one, one is I'm, I'm really, it's remarkable. He had a child at 79. I'm interested really? to know how that happened, but didn't they? Didn't isn't the famous thing that Picasso had kids into his seventies? Is it? In, he's not the De Niro's not the first. He's not. No, and and I don't know. I just for me having kids, none of us are promised tomorrow. Look, I'm only fifty one. I I could be gone tomorrow too. None of us are promised that. You know that as well as anybody. But I do know this: that De Niro's not going to live all that much longer, and he's definitely not going to be able to be active and and. He's not going to watch that child graduate from high school. He's not going to watch that child get married. He's not going to watch that child walk across the stage and graduate college, play and all, whatever. There, there are major life moments where that child will not have their father. Look, will they have money? Yeah, they're going to have De Niro money. But as you know, that doesn't fix everything. 
Well, maybe he's thinking I'm having a kid and I'm setting them up financially for life in a way a lot of other parents can't. So maybe. I'm giving them that gift. Um, Sorry to poo-poo on De Niro. I don't love, I just didn't love it. You love his acting. Maybe you're not loving his parenting. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I totally see your point. Um, I think there are obviously a lot worse things a parent can do to a child. For sure. Um, but okay, let me, I guess there's part of me that wonders, and I got to look up who he had this child with. But if your partner is telling you, I mean, I really want to have another child. That's a tough, that's tough to look somebody in the face and say, I'm denying you that. That's hard. It was with his partner, Tiffany Chen. Mm -hmm. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is his seventh child. I think so. So that's the other thing. You got enough. You don't need a starting basketball team. I mean, it, come on, man. Come on, De Niro. And, and look, it hurts me to talk about my co-star like this. Uh, you know, we spent a lot of quality time together on the movie Showtime. Oh, my God. Um, you know, I forgot about your cameo in the film Showtime. <laughs> with Was Robert, that with Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy and Robert De Niro and Renee Russo, one of your favorites. I love Renee. Um, Thomas Cronifer. I did not get to meet her or see her because I was in the scene with Eddie and uh, Bobby De Niro. Um, well, I can't believe you're talking about your friend Bobby. Like I know. This. See, and that's, that's why I feel so passionately about this. Wow. <laughs> well, uh, mothers, fathers, age gaps, and babies at elder ages. A lot to discuss. A lot discussed today. Uh, please, everybody, slide into the DMs. I would love to hear from uh, you guys on what you think about these things. And again, a big congrats to Colton and Jordan and a thank you for including us in what was a very loving and fun weekend. All my love to Colton. Jordan, congratulations. Thank you for joining us today. We always love talking to you. We'll see you next time because we have a lot more to talk about. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the most dramatic pod ever and make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. I'll talk to you next time. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.